Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome. And it is my pleasure to bring you this radio show each and every week. And we, you know, just have a variety of guests. And um, in most every single person is on the cutting edge of working with the mind, body, and spirit, whether it's through, um, well, it's through all different different ways. And we work with energy healers, martial artists. We, we, we It's just everything. And Spirit Seeker has been published now for 15 years in the Midwest, as the introductory uh, welcome said. And you can read us online each and every month at spiritseeker.com. If you want to access the archived radio shows, all you have to do is click on the radio icon on the upper left-hand corner on the spiritseeker.com, and there are over 200 archived shows that are just absolutely fascinating. So uh, we just thank our listeners for supporting the show. We thank our readers for supporting the magazine. And um, and as you know, we are now in Arkansas, Kansas City, St. Louis for 15 years, and Chicago. So this week we have a wonderful guest. Um, uh, her name is Dr. Natalia Scott, and she has worked uh, with essences, uh, flower essences, since 1986. She's an author. She is a. Um, she works with the area of spiritual growth. She began um, working with the flower essences that uh, then have led her to her recent book. Um, and we'll hear all about that. She's also an internationally acclaimed counselor, intuitive speaker, and healer in the field, as I said, of spiritual growth for over 25 years. She has a Ph.D. in spiritual counseling um, from the Open International University for Complementary Medicines. She also has level five, or is a level five graduate from the International College of Spiritual and Psychic Sciences. And I could go on and on and on. I mean, some of the some of the degrees that you have are so fascinating, and you've studied with spiritual kinesiology. And I do not know what the Aquarian science of triangles is, but I'm looking forward to hearing about it. So, <laughs> so here, so welcome, Dr. Natalia Scott. <laughs> Hello, Cindy. It's wonderful to be with you and everyone that is listening. And I congratulate you, by the way, on 15 years of doing this work. That is a tremendous accomplishment in our field, and a, and a great service to everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it's it just has helped um, so many people, you know. And and every issue, you know, I have a new editor, and you know, I said to her uh, just last week we were talking, and I said, isn't it fascinating that every issue of Spirit Seeker is so unique and different? And you know, you just we we, we you know receive anywhere from four to six books a week. And then, you know, we also review CDs and DVDs. And DVDs seem to be, you know, one of the latest things, you know, people trying to, um, not even trying, but people collaborating and, you know, bringing this information, you know, to us in a different way. And then, you know, your, but your particular um, latest, you know, creation just called to me. I, I you know, I, I, it came across, you know, I get so many things across my emails and I thought, oh, the Ascension Oracle guidance yes. for accelerated spiritual growth and all tied in with the 2012, you know, the the changes. So, so let's just, you know, let's hear. I mean, 1986, that was pretty early. I mean, I remember the Bach flower essences, the Paralandra essences, yes. you know. So, so just 
let's hear about you and, and how you came to where you are. And, you know, so I'm just going to listen and I'll ask questions every once in a while. Well, it's interesting you start with Bach and Paralandra because I went, I, you know, I moved through Bach and Paralandra and um, that led me to create my own flower essences that have a different purpose than both Bach and Paralandra and the other flower essence out there. But my story is that I, I did spiritually awaken. You know, I had the the uh, really a, a dramatic awakening at the age of 28 during uh, what anyone who knows about astrology knows that uh, I was in my Saturn return. And I woke up and realized that even though I was externally successful, I was um, I was disconnected from my soul. I even understood that. You know that I was. I felt like I was a lost soul, and so I, I gave up my, you know, what, what seemed like an illustrious career, and left a marriage, and went into a healing crisis, and re- remembered that had memories of um, being molested by my father, a sexual abuse survivor, and uh, went into therapy with Toronto from Toronto, uh, one of Toronto's foremost therapists, very gifted woman. After five years. She said, you know, I'm setting chronic pain management. I don't know if anyone can come back from what you've lived through. So that night I went home and I, I really said, God, universe, um, whatever it takes, I am coming back. And the means that are available now cannot lead me back. So teach me to heal and I'll teach the world what I learn. And from that moment forward, I became a pioneer in my own life <laughs> and um, have you know, this led to the doctorate in spiritual counseling and ultimately the work that is available now and much, much more work uh, sitting here waiting to be collated and put forth in service to humanity. And what I had called in, though I didn't understand it at the time, is I called in a system for accelerated spiritual growth. And that term hadn't existed before spirit dropped it into my head. And um, I've since been guided to trademark it. That is the purpose of the work that we do here. It's to create a curriculum for accelerated spiritual growth, which is defined as the spiritual development process through which we obtain in one lifetime what would ordinarily take many. So um, many people are familiar with uh, late Dr. Hawkins' Power Versus Force. Oh, yes. Yes. Wonderful book in which he his great gift was he mapped uh, consciousness. He created a metaphorical map of the evolution of consciousness. Um, and I think everyone intuitively knows that, you know, we are ascending a ladder of consciousness and there are people ahead of us and people behind us. And we we are, you know, all on that same journey, though. And Hawkins says in his writing that in on this thousand point scale, okay, where most of humanity is, I think he said below something like two two hundred, okay, seventy eight percent of humanity, something like that is below the two hundred on his scale. On that scale, we move three to five points in a lifetime. Most people, very rarely, does someone move faster. Okay, well. The work that I do is about accelerating that process. How can we accomplish more in a lifetime than we've ever imagined? And so the flower essences that I've created are designed to accelerate the process of spiritual growth, regardless of the path that a person is on. They'll speed up your path. They'll speed up your inner healing process. They'll speed up your, um, your evolution to higher and higher levels of consciousness. So you've really accessed a way um, to just totally take quantum leaps. I, I really have. 
I, I really have accessed that. And, and I like that you were use the word accessed <laughs> because of course that is it's coming through um through spirit and through the ascendant masters and it is a way to support us in taking quantum leaps and we can do that and spiritual growth we know um has its moments of of challenge and accelerated spiritual growth brings you your challenges more quickly but it also assists you to move through them more quickly and so you there's there's never a dull moment anyway, and there's never a dull moment on the path of accelerated spiritual growth. Um, so that's that's what the work is about, and the the way that the flower essences do it. So fast forward, I became a counselor. Okay, you, okay. you know, I became a at first a psychotherapist, and yes, I trained for a very long time in kinesiology, and. You know, eventually got a doctorate in counseling. But have been counseling. By the time I was 30, I was already training as a counselor and working under supervision. So I've done a tremendous amount of counseling. I moved from Toronto to Michigan um, 15 years ago, and things really took off for me. And I was working seven days a week, long hours, booked three, four, five months in advance. And I remember saying to Spirit, you know, I, I, we're really on to something here, and how do we take it out? into the world. And at the same time, Spirit had said to me, don't do anything that you've learned. You know, what I started to do that that night after the prayer was I studied everything that I could find on alternative healing. And I was guided to, in every session with a, with a client, to act as though I had no background and let something new come through. And a new body of work came through. So a new body of work of spiritual activation processes came through. And that's what you were reading in my bio, the Aquarian science of triangles, the spiritual science of the evolution of human consciousness, and spiritual kinesiology are three bodies of work. By the way, not yet published, so people still can have access to it through private sessions with me. I still do some. At the same time, the flower essences came through. In 2000, I started making them. I had moved into, uh, onto uh, with my partner, Jonathan. He had been here a very long time, this beautiful, urban, historic property in Michigan. And the land was exquisite. And someone was working in the garden. And she um, was an herbalist and a naturalist. And she said, you're, you're using flower essences in your private practice have you ever made them? And I hadn't. So she said, you know, I'm going to teach you right now. And we worked with um, a 120-year-old lilac bush, beautiful common hedge lilac. And she showed me a way. It's not the way I use today. At any rate, it was very powerful, Cindy. You know, it was one of those creational moments where I felt the power of nature as the essence of the flower was infused into the water. It was very moving. And at the moment the process was finished, a butterfly landed right there on the branch that was coming out of the water so i was very moved by it and i decided to start to make flower essences from the flowers in this garden for myself and the community i served never dreaming that this was meant to be a bigger venture we actually we we now have four adjacent historic properties and what makes the garden so special and the garden is is key to everything nature is key to why to this accelerated process that we now have access to i can almost look out the window at it i wish you could see it through my eyes but it's it's um it's based in sacred geometry my partner jonathan is a numerologist and you know astrologer and things like that and so the garden everything is is built around sacred geometry the walkways the beds um, there are sacred objects from around the world, a lot from um, Buddhist temples in Thailand, uh, 
we have a, a face of Buddha from Thailand that's 500 years old. So, yes, it's very beautiful. And today, what's happening today is we've just built out of wood. I say not we, not me, but um, Jonathan and a man that we work with, Eric, have built a pyramid structure out of wood that's at the front of the garden, and you walk through it, and there's a crystal that's about to be hung, a very large crystal. It's called a lightning crystal because you can see the, the impact of lightning in the crystal, and it'll be hung there, and as you enter the garden, you'll walk under this crystal, and you walk towards a statue of Tewada, which in the Buddhist tradition is the guardian of Buddha. So we honor all traditions, and there are, there are you know, there's Kuan Yin and Buddhist statues and angels and everything. So it's a very sacred garden. Also, the garden is um, maintained energetically at the highest level, and it's maintained, obviously, physically as an organic garden. It's maintained by women. I've had an in, intact uh, women's healing group since 2005. Um, many wow. of these women were clients before that, but they've been in an intensive. I say they've been my guinea pigs. We've, they've been the first to experience anything that's come through. And they turns out they all love gardening. And so all the women um, volunteer, and I mean volunteer, it's been be, as we've gone global, five nights a week and every weekend to um, maintain the garden and now fulfill the orders. So it's very beautiful. And the point is that nature and the intelligence of nature is at the heart of our our ability now to accelerate our spiritual growth as humans. And so at, in 2006, I went to spirit. I actually went to spirit just before the new year. And I said, you know, spirit, I, I feel that there's another level of work for me, and I'm petitioning the masters for this work, which is if anyone's out there feeling that same way, go to the masters, petition them with earnestness from your heart that you're ready for a greater role in serving humanity, and they will prepare you for that role, and that role will come. So I, I did that, and I just started reading gardening books, and especially I read about roses. And by the spring, 200 new baby roses arrived for the garden, and I launched La Vie de la Rose Flower Essences in May 2006, again thinking it was probably a local venture. In 2010, though, we were really ready to go into the marketplace, and we went to the International New Age Trade Show in Denver, Colorado. It's a wonderful um, a trade show in our industry. And we won five awards, including Best New Product of the Year for our Spiritual Purpose Solutions. And all of a sudden, we were on the map, and in those two years, we have gone global. Uh, we just um, have forged a relationship with a distributor in China and a distributor in Australia. New Leaf uh, distributors have taken us on. So many wonderful things have happened, but this is all part of the divine plan for all of humanity to have access to you know, subtle energy medicine that activates us for um, for this acceleration of our spiritual growth, and we all know that when we're in our difficult moments, we want to get through them more quickly. Or some of those recurring dynamics in our life. Uh, when I, for me, for a long time, you know, from 28 until I met Jonathan, the recurring dynamic was difficult relationships with men, and I always knew that when I got further far enough along on the journey of healing um, the issues with my father, I would attract a, you know, a different kind of partner, which I ultimately did. But that, though it was so painful to keep watching. And then I was awake going, oh, my gosh, I've done it again. And I would know, okay, time to go back in. There's another level of healing work to do. 
So uh, when when we're facing those recurring challenges, when we're face-to-face with our addictions, whether it's food or alcohol or sex or codependent relationships or controlling uh, you know, dynamics, whatever it is that's keeping us from our soul's journey, we know how painful it is to be stuck in those things and how truly we honestly long to move past this. And so the flower essences raise our vibration above our current circumstances. And as we raise above it, we can find our way out of what we're dealing with. And sometimes for people that's immediate and sometimes it's it's longer term. And one of the most beautiful stories, Cindy, is um, a grandma wrote me recently to say that her her daughter was pregnant is pregnant and um, the doctors diagnosed that the baby was very ill. It had um, a tumor, I think it's a tumor on the brain, and they 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 prepared the young mother for you know a very difficult outcome. Well, they happened to have some of our flower essences. The grandma, I guess, brought it to the mother, and one's called angel wings. And angel wings connects us more fully to our angelic response team. We all have one from the moment of conception. When we pray, that's who hears our prayers and answers them. Of course, uh, always teaching us all the power is within us, all the healing is within us. So, um, you know, the angels are bringing us back to ourselves. And when people say, you know, why do some people have their prayers answered and some don't, all our prayers are answered, but our prayers are answered in the form of what do we need to do to heal so that we can change our circumstances. At any rate, this flower essence assists us to to receive and accept the guidance from the angelic kingdom, uh, regardless of what it is, and to, to act on it and to know that we're worthy. You know, when our life isn't working, it's because very often we feel unworthy of that what we long for. We feel undeserving, and those feelings of unworthiness stem from our many past lives. We've all done everything. You know, we've all done all the misdeeds. And so we carry a great deal of guilt, and guilt is the source of suffering. At any rate... The news is that this baby is just fine after six weeks of angel wings. And as the grandmother wrote, we don't know what happened, but we just have to say thank you uh, for whatever part this flower essence might have played. Well, Cindy, I don't really know what happened either. These kind of wonderful stories come to us very often, and it's the high vibration of of nature. I say, if you want to see the face of God, look at a rose. The very high vibration of nature lifts us beyond our current circumstances so that we can heal and transform. And the patterns of consciousness in the flower essences are um, exquisite. And I don't know if, if there was one that grabbed your attention more than another was there well it was really interesting um in the um the the sample that was sent from um your publicist there were three three essences in there (laughs) excuse me and um and it was just so odd i you know there were three in this beautiful little sack and so i intuitively drew one and then I thought, oh, well, that's interesting, number 14. I took the book, and I just opened it. And, of course, what? (laughs) It was like number 14. And I thought, oh, this is no accident. 
Well, it's really interesting. I'm working with number 14 in my life. I pulled, oh. one, I pulled it on the full moon, the full moon oh. lunar eclipse. Oh. So I was going to say, and the lunar eclipse, let's not forget. And in Gemini, all about yes. you know, communication and no more uh, you know, division, more integrated communication on all levels. So, And, and this, this uh, essence, listeners, is called humanescence. You know, and it's working with your human essence and, you know, your feminine side. Your, your, I love at the end it says, become the God, man, woman you're here to be. Yes. So, um, well, yeah. Well, we're meant to talk about this essence. If it, it, <laughs> I think this is how spirit has drawn us to talk to the listeners also about the concept of human essence. So hue is a word that um, has been associated with God. So I think in some traditions it means God. So God, human, God, man, God, man, God, woman. And we know, I think all of us know that we are here to to become the enlightened, perfected beings. We are actually um, in in our essence. We are that. And um, in this world of illusion, we have forgotten our ourselves, and we are remembering our divine self. We're in the process of remembrance. And human essence gives us the message that there is some way that our ego is controlling us. Okay, and. The other part of this is that human essence talks about the, you know, the body is the temple of the soul, and we know that. Well, if the body is out of balance in any way, then there's an, it, there, there is some way our ego has control of us. And I was saying to spirit, you know, I, you know, I'm experiencing fatigue, and what, you know, I've always put out a lot of energy. What's going on? And I pulled this card. Well, the answer, which I'm so grateful for, is that. I have to surrender to giving myself all the time I want for yoga and meditation. Now, I already have a pretty extensive spiritual practice, but it turns out what I long for and actually what I need to live at my highest level and work at my highest level is the amount of time that my ego mind would say is unrealistic given that I'm now, you know, doing what I'm doing. And I'm so grateful for the message because actually yesterday I did surrender to this very extended um, practice you know, allowing my soul to take over and say, this is how you're meant to live your life, came out of the practice, of course, and Spirit's message was, when you do this, the more time you spend in spiritual practice, the um, more time, the faster you'll get everything done, you'll be in the, you know, that more and more coming into the higher flow, everyone will, everything will be easier, and I've been working on an article that I've had some, I, you know, haven't been sure how to approach, and I came out and finished that article in no time at all, and so I think the message universally for all of us is, you know, breaking free from um, the, the, the perceived constraints of society, of our lifestyles, and actually allowing the soul to lead in every way completely and trusting that everything else will fall into place. And so it's the honoring of our bodies, and whether that, how, and that includes um, nutrition. So I've, I've juiced for a long time. I'm on a raw diet, and I stopped juicing for a while. I'm doing smoothies, and this morning I woke up and realized I have to juice again. I just have to create the time to juice again. So the human essence is calling, I guess, all of us, since it came up for you and me, uh, it's calling all of us to adopt those practices that really support the soul um, anchoring more fully through our physical form. So those nutritional changes, exercise changes, you know, maybe it's maybe not right now time for cleanse, but, you know, after the holidays, we look at cleansing, look at juicing, look at um, 
more of a vegetarian diet, more raw food, uh, more movement, more meditation, more prayer, so that this vehicle that we live in, um, you know, the soul, the soul knows um, knows when there is a, a fertile ground for it, and we have to create that fertile ground within our being. And as we do that, the soul will anchor more and more fully. Well, you know, with, with the meditation, um, you know, I, I was classically trained as a transcendental meditation okay. way back when with my mantra, you know, and then, of course, I've studied with so many different teachers from, you know, primarily India, but I've studied with a lot of Asian, um, you know, meditation, Buddhist meditation, et cetera. And, you know, it's so fascinating to me that, you know, the because I started off with the mantra and started off with the 20 minutes and 20 minutes, um, you know, it just, you can just, for for me anyway, I can meditate anywhere, anytime, um, but I don't do the 40 minutes a day like I used to. And uh-huh. But I can get there faster, you know, than, you know, I mean, my, and my kids know. I, they're older now. I have one younger, one still at home. But, um, but, but I can remember when my children were very small, um, and that was when I was doing the 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon, and I had both of them learn their walking mantra. And I remember this one day my daughter looking at me saying, you need to go meditate. I mean, she was like six years old. She's now twenty-four. But you know, I said, "What are you? What are you talking about?" And she said, "You're you're like crabby. You need to go meditate." And I knew in that like holy instant, you know how you just know, like you know, you think you're the teacher, the children, are the teachers <laughs> always, you know. Right. And you know, and now more than ever, with the increase in frequencies. Even, you know, it's so funny. Now, you know, one of my teachers teaches the one-minute meditation. If you just do Om Namah Shabaya, it hits every, every, all of the seven major chakras. And, and, and I thought, you know, I mean, that's lovely, but it's like what has happened to us, and especially, you know, when we're on the front lines of healing, you know, we're always busy and our minds are creative and we have more energy than the average person. So when we get tired, it's like, what? Exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And so I, you know, but 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 getting back to the, I'm going to start with the roses and then I want to go to the daylily. Okay, so roses, you know, have always been the essence of the Divine Mother. And so, I, and you know, I've been in healing situations or breathwork situations where all of a sudden when someone has gone very deeply and there's like, you can feel the presence of, of you know, much greater things in the room than things you can see, spirit helpers, et cetera. And I'll never forget this one time. This one woman went particularly deep, and everyone in the room, after they opened their eyes, it was, you know, an eye-closed meditation breath work session. Afterwards, so many people had smelled the essence of roses, and they're like, did you bring roses in here? And I, and I knew, I mean, yeah. I knew that, you know, the Divine Mother was there, you know, and but you know the the flowers you know it's they're just very powerful and you've captured this and you know what i found fascinating with number 14 is my grandmother was a healer my mother's mother was a healer you know way ahead of her time um probably would have been called a witch if she'd been you know in a different era but you know the master herbalists that's who the witches were but i grew up with my grandmother being an avid gardener she had daylilies which is the you know the flower for this particular one Mm -hmm. one of the you know the lilies and then she also had um i you know, I mean, yeah. I, so I grew up, you know, watching my grandmother tend to the garden and raise nine children. How she did it all, I do not know. But, you know, but you know, these this 
the the nature divas and you know when you have like all what what the garden you described with even having that portal with that crystal and the sacred geometry as you enter in it's just it's just totally sacredness where these essences are being created it is i want to tell you about something special in this garden um and it's we have an eight pointed star. So I'm I'm talking to you now from we have a spiritual center on the land, and it is also filled with sacred objects from around the world that Jonathan's collected over 40 years. Uh, he he was told very early that this particular building would be um, basically a sacred site. The land is on one of the energy vortices on Earth. But anyway, there's an eight pointed star. I had wanted a five pointed star, and we hired someone to you know cut the star and he made four points. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? And so we decided to make an eight-pointed star, and eight, of course, is an activational number for the goddess. It's a number of infinity, too, and abundance. It's also associated with the divine feminine, if you read a book like Gen Isis, for example. So we ended up creating an eight-pointed star, and the center is a fountain with a fleur-de-lis. Around the fleur-de-lis are six rose bushes called um, the Rose Guinevere. And each of the points is a rose with some kind of connection to the divine feminine, and they were not easy to find. But we have um, Bell Isis, Rosemary, um, Rose Ocean, which is the goddess of sexuality, Rose Hippolyte, the Amazon goddess, you're getting the idea. And then around the circle, there are 12 rose bushes, and they're Rosemary Magdalene. And so I haven't made the flower essences yet from this configuration. I haven't been guided to. I cannot wait. Of course, what is the divine purpose of these these beautiful flowers? So it's, it's nature is so extraordinary. And, of course, the co-creative element of human coming together with nature for a higher purpose is what's is what's happening here in support of um, the healing of humanity and beauty. You know, when we when we started this venture, I said to nature, I'm dedicating this garden to the healing of humanity and beauty. And I think beauty is so important um, to the healing and unfoldment of our spirits. And, of course, as we evolve, beauty becomes more important to us as an inner construct and externally. And so we keep the fronts of the property. We beautify the fronts of the property. We, we clean them first. We pick up the leaves there first. We weed them first in honor of the neighborhood. And this is an inner-city neighborhood that's been going through a major transition. It was a pretty tough neighborhood, you know, 35 years ago when Jonathan moved in, and he decided to stay and help transform it as part of the neighborhood council. And we've had, I remember one little child going by and saying, Daddy, when I grow up, I'll have flowers. You know, and the kids stop and look at them. And so in a in an urban setting uh, where kids can be, you know, the, the Talking about nature deficit disorder now, oh, we want yeah. it to we want it to bring that sense of beauty to the community. And last year we had something happen. We had uh, I planted I I really carefully selected beautiful irises for the front of the La Vie de la Rose building and put them out there. Couldn't wait for them to to bloom, and they were beheaded. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where have Look at this. You know, one of the women's group was saying, oh, my gosh, look at the rose. The iris was about to bloom, and it's been cut off. And so I thought, this is very strange. I wonder what's going on. So we were friends with the police because it's that kind of neighborhood, and we called and talked to one of our officer friends about how do we handle this. And he said, you know, it's probably kids, and let's why don't you watch? So, you know, at 3.20 one day I sat 
high on one of the verandas and watched as these two very small kids came. And one little boy, absolutely enraged, you know, watched him with his stick, I call him beheading the flowers. And so we, we, you know, grabbed the kids and sat with them, and they were really upset. And we were so clear that these children were being abused. We could right. see it, and they were angry. And, of course, the light here brought them right in for what? For healing. And so, the, you know, the flowers took the took the, the hit or the sacrifice and we the office is a very compassionate person and we talked to him about you know really looking at what what's going on at home with these kids and it turned out the little boy was already on um, medication for some kind of what they were calling mental illness but clearly you could you could feel you would feel Cindy and the sensitives would feel the um, abuse that these children were going through so things like that happen here um, which we understand is part of the the healing you know we make flower essences for children and so we were watching, we watch how the healing unfolds within the community or how a plant would, um, a certain plant might become ill and we'll work with that plant and we'll understand that it's taking on something from an urban environment to transmute it and that the flower essence in turn will carry that transmutational uh, ability. You know, it's fascinating. Um, a lot of uh, what we're describing here is vibrational. And yes. you, know, you can't, you know, you can't, uh, I mean, yes, yeah, scientifically you can show things, but, you know, so much of this is, you know, with vibrational medicine, they don't know how it works, but they know yes. it works. Like, yes. You know, and, you know, I studied with this um, this lady, well, actually I dreamed it, vibrational sound healing, and I thought, what in the world is that? And I wrote it down because it just woke me up in the middle of the night and it was so strong. So then I was at this little bookstore one one uh, at late afternoon, early evening, and someone said, oh, are you staying for the lecture tonight? I said, what lecture? Oh, there's a lady in from Canada who's teaching about vibrational sound healing. Oh, I'm like, oh right. I then. guess you stayed. <laughs> right. So I stayed. And, you know, she um, she was this like how uh, Nicole Lavoie was a nurse, and she was in a very abusive marriage and just her life was not working and um and she had a calcium deficiency and they were giving her all this calcium but it just you know she still it wasn't working and she had a a mentally disabled son and the the father husband you know was abusive to the kid because he was a problem and one day she was driving home from work and she was hit head on and she was in the hospital for a number of months, and when she finally got through that, she thought, you know what, if I can survive this, I can survive going through a divorce. So mm-hmm. she goes through this divorce, and somehow, I don't I don't even know how she correlated this, but somehow she started studying the periodic elemental chart and sound frequency, and she correlated the different frequencies with the seven chakras, and then she figured out which chakra and which sound worked with calcium and um and so then then she she was learning about kinesiology so what she did was she said okay do does my body need calcium yes can it absorb the calcium that i'm taking no so all this calcium that she was taking her body was just flushing it right out because for some reason her body couldn't absorb it so somehow you know she figured out this correlation with that chakra she totally cured herself of her osteoporosis through sound healing. Well, the other thing that they discovered is they discovered the frequency of the heart chakra. So they played subliminally on school buses. They, um, you know, you couldn't really hear it because it's like a mm, mm, 
depending on what chakra. So the, they, they did this. I don't even know how she got this approved. But they did it on a high school bus in her city where there was a lot of violence on this bus. When they played that sound frequency, the aggressiveness became greater because they were huh. hearing the frequency of love. Yeah. And it just, it just because they had never really felt that, it yeah. just enraged them. Then they yeah. played it on a bus with, um, it was either first graders or second graders, I think it was first graders, and they were still relatively unscathed. Yes, they'd had their stuff, but not like, you know, these high schoolers. They became happy and joyful. <laughs> so, you know, the, the <laughs> thing with vibrational, you know, essences or anything else is that love will bring up anything unlike itself for the purpose of healing. So the more the, the, the love starts to be felt, so I can just see that child just totally chopping the heads off because he and he didn't understand it. All he knew no. was that something had changed and he didn't have that, but he felt it. He did. And love and beauty are the same octave. So that's that's a great story that you bring up. And of course his his first words once he's caught is my father will, you know, kill me because of course that's what's going on anyway. So right. Uh, nonetheless, I, I like to think that some healing came for this child as a result. I felt oh. it was a choice point for the child because the cons, you know, there they are being carried off in the police car, really frightened. And I, I thought, you know, here's a ch- we always as children we have choices, and th- especially the, o- the little bit of an older boy is this is the choice: do I choose to do things differently now and stay out of? you know, trouble with the law, or do I choose to accentuate my challenges? And I really felt that spirit had brought to this child at this young age a choice point. You're face-to-face now at whatever he was, seven, with your eight, with your consequences, and what will you do? Yeah, and power versus force. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, which is, you know, I mean, the whole, the power, of course, we know is, from the surrendering and the flow and, you know, mm-hmm. the comprehension. But it, it's as children, you know, children are masters. They, you know, they know a lot. You know, I remember, you know, when I first started on, you know, like with, with workshops and all this other stuff, I mean, we're talking about 20-something years ago, and I remember what my children would always, like, act out right before the workshops would be coming to my house because mom, who was normally calm, was stressed getting everything perfect, you know, to have, yes. you know, the seminar in the house. And I'll just never forget one of the trainers saying, what are you not dealing with that your children are expressing? Mm-hmm. You know, because children, you know, will express. And so this is fabulous that you are making essences for children, too. Well, and so there's a flower essence called Happy Child. Oh, and yeah. one of the things that Happy Child addresses, when you study it, it does address the fact that the children take on the energy. They're just energetic beings. They just take on everything around them. So look at the look at what's going on with your children, and explore how that's a reflection of what you're not dealing with. Exactly what you just said. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, when my daughter was 14, I didn't think I was going to survive it, and I thought, okay, well, it's not about her. It's about me. She's a reflection of my mind. <laughs> but what part of my mind? You know, I, and I, you know, that's the one thing. You know, when you've done enough self analysis and you know whatever discovery. And, you know, and, and, you know, trust me, we're kindred spirits and having done all the different things. So I thought, okay, so what can I do here? And I'm a feng shui consultant, and so I I, uh, worked with the area of children and creativity, and I put two pictures of her, one in her basketball uniform, one in her, you know, volleyball uniform. And I would go over to those pictures during the day, you know, because my office is my home, and I would just talk to her. And I would tell her, I just love you so much. I don't like everything about you right now but i love 
you yeah. and the essence of you, and we yeah. will get through this. And, you know, it was just fascinating, you know, as as I started psychically communicating to her, you know, it just started shifting. And, you know, we're now 10 years later, and we're extremely close. But, but you know, I knew it wasn't about her. You know, it had to be yep. something she was – well, I, I mean – Glad yeah. you raised this because I, it's, I, th- I think one of the greatest obstacles right now to, for spiritual seekers is overestimating where we are. I think that there's no end to our growth. If you're really honest, your uh, your every day it provides a great opportunity for healing. And I yes. meet a lot of people because we go to a lot of trade shows now. So we're really the public and people um, say, well, you know, I, I've healed that. I'm done with that. I'm over. I'm there. And it's like when you're there, my belief is when you're there, when you've achieved ascension, it's sayonara. You go off to another dimension. If you're here, there's work to do. And so we've really got to overcome that grandiose that says, and maybe, you know, everyone has done a tremendous amount of work. It doesn't matter. There's more to do. And, in fact, at every phase, it's deeper. Quite honestly, it's even, I think, um, as, as people mature, they come to much more difficult places to heal because as you mature, you do realize it's only about you. And what you have to look at, our real wounds are look at how our egos have outpictured. We have to look at our issues of competition. We have to look at our issues of power over, issues of seductiveness you know, issues of deception. I mean, we have to look at these aspects of ourselves that um, we've wanted to deny because we've judged them. And the the more mature you become spiritually, the more you come up against these uh, difficult aspects of self that you'd rather run from and you must face them. And that's very, very difficult work to do. And so I'm encouraging everyone to just know that for all of us, regardless of what we've done, there's much more work to do, and that's okay. It doesn't diminish what we've done in the past. It just is the nature of of earth school and that takes me back to something you said that i thought was really important and i I didn't have a chance to uh comment on it you were talking about how did we you know something about we've all gotten so busy and yet the purpose of our earth journey is the return of the mind to god and so how do we return our minds to god and um we have to release in our lives, all those activities that really are not supportive of that that journey of of the return of the mind to God, that journey of soul infusion, and there has, this is a time I think where we're all being called to that reassessment, so that everything we do, every relationship, every activity is serving our ascension, and that will accelerate your spiritual growth. And spiritual practice is part of it. And I I don't believe in forcing spiritual practice. I believe it's something that um, we set an intention and we allow the correct spiritual practice to unfold. And if it is a minute, I'm glad you said that because. Probably some people listening, you know, I have I have the kind of lifestyle where I can, you know, take a, a few hours and do something where other people are in their jobs, but then I work, can work late into the night, you know, so I have a lot of flexibility. But if it's just a minute, then let's praise that you took that minute. Do whatever you can to connect with soul source, and that will and it will expand over time to whatever is correct for for you know the person. And so the spiritual practice is important and you look at the yogis okay and and uh, the great mastery that they have or have had in history and why is that it's because the more time you spend in communion with the divine the more you access the divine within yourself and all power is there 
all power for manifestation. If you're facing a manifestation challenge, then go within and increase your your spiritual connection. Increase your vibrational rate. You'll become magnetic. Also, there's some flower essences that really support manifestation. There's one called generosity that assists us. One of the things it does is it assists us to look at where we're withholding because all issues of abundance are rooted in some aspect of withholding. And it might be withholding around um, forgiveness or withholding around responsibility. When I was younger, remember in my early 30s, I didn't have the confidence to assume the responsibility I was coming to. So I was withholding even then from, you know, the people I could have served early on. I was withholding myself. You know, so there. what are we withholding? And then the issues of greed are very big on the planet. You know, I notice that people are willing to give what's easy for them to give. But when are you, when, and I say you and I don't mean you, but you know, all of us, when do we extend beyond our comfort zone in order to serve humanity? Not codependently, you know, not through self-sacrifice. You know, there's there are many, Alice Bailey writes about this, there are many very important projects that light workers are doing that require funding. And there are people who have the money to fund them and are being called to fund them. But they hold back. They hold back because they feel safe having their money in the bank. Well, no authentic security comes from money in the bank. And the, the security of our futures isn't through our savings accounts. And so people are be if if you're not one of the people on the cutting edge doing the work that's moving humanity forward, then be one of those people supporting in any way you can these very important projects that are transforming humanity to the higher octave. You know, provide the money if you have it, provide the time, provide whatever resources. One way or another, we can all participate in this um, grand awakening that we're part of. And so I really put forth that call to everyone. If you're, if you're not the one on the leading edge, be the one supporting the one on the leading edge. It's very right. important. So generosity is one of the flower essences that supports manifestation. There's a flower essence called perfected manifestation that assists us to access um, blueprints at the causal level and bring them into form. So if you're working, on, you, we want that's where we want our ideas to come from, from the causal level, the highest level. When I started the Growth Corporation as the parent company of La Vie de la Rose, when I started in 2001, when I got the words for the mission of the company, I literally saw an arc of emerald green Buddhas, and I knew I had pierced the veil and I was at the causal plane and that the company I was forming was coming from that level. Now, of course, then the task was perfected manifestation, bringing that blueprint into perfected form. This is, you know, we work with the garden always. In the spring, I thought, oh, my God gosh, this garden is perfect. And by summer, I'm like, oh, you know what? I think this garden really needs to change. And so this fall, we've spent two months full-time on projects in the garden because yet the next level of perfected form has been revealed by nature and spirit. So there are many flower essences to support of ours to support um, unfolding our higher purpose, um, perfected manifestation, creating at the highest level. These, they're in the spiritual purpose solutions, and you start to see why that one, you know, best new product of the year in 2010 because it speaks to so much of what's in the hearts and minds of humanity. Well, and uh, I just want to mention, listeners, that there is a wonderful article. Um, in the December issue, uh, if, if I noticed it hasn't been um, – well, it will be uploaded. You know, it's normally the last day of the month that they upload it. And um, in this 
this article is all about accelerating spiritual growth through flower power and um Dr. Scott talks about all the different, you know, um different ways that they work with the frequencies and work with the past and work with what's going on presently and um I love your your quote by Einstein saying problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and, you know, let me ask you this, because I received um, the the Oracle book with the cards yes. and then this beautiful little bag with three essences. Now, is that normal to get the three, or do you normally get the book and cards and then you buy the essences? Okay, so that's a great question. You know, it's exact, we're so in sync here because it's exactly what I was getting you needed to talk about. <laughs> so, so there's a set of 30 flower essences. Okay, and they're called the Ascension Oracle Solutions. And then there's a card deck with a guidebook called the Ascension Oracle. And they can be standalone products. The guidance, um, I, I'm sure you realize, Cindy, the guidance that came through for the Ascension Oracle is really wonderful. And it's it's not available like that anywhere else. It's very it's very supportive and helpful for all of us moving forward. However, and when you use these two offerings from spirit together, you really accelerate your spiritual growth. You pull a card like human essence, and then you work with that, and you read it, and you understand. You get what is the message um, for me, you know, on my journey to becoming a God woman. What is the message? And by the way, I asked spirit when I was writing it. I wanted. I asked, could it be written so that someone beginning the path would have a message, and even the most senior uh, initiates on the planet would also find a message. So it works on many different levels. But you pull a card, and then you take the corresponding flower essence for quite a while, however long you, you know you intuit, until you feel your purpose has been fulfilled. And so having the cards and flower essences together are helpful. The essences energetically activate the patterns of consciousness that the card deck with the guidebook describe. And, of course, the photos are beautiful. That's really what the flowers look like. The flowers on the cards look like this. The photographer that we have is um, a very beautiful man. He dedicates himself to taking photos of um, children in hospice. His daughter, his sixth child died before she was one of cancer. And he quit his um, senior administrative job at a university and became a full-time photographer. And his volunteer work is taking pictures of children before they die. And I walked into his studio, and here are these faces of these beautiful children and their families, and one huge sunflower. And I said, ah, this is a man who can capture essence. And without even knowing the healing properties of the flowers, he takes a picture, and I look at it and go, oh, my gosh, there it is. There's the healing property. So just looking at the flowers is a way to bring ourselves healing and comfort and acceleration. So it's meant to be an integrated system. You know, it's interesting. You were describing all of the different, uh, the Buddhas and Kuan Yin's, and, um, and and you know, a lot of people don't don't understand that when we have a picture of a teacher or we have a picture of a Bodhisattva or whatever, it brings that frequency in. Yeah. You know, just and that's what these these beautiful cards. And I do mean they are. You know, listeners, you just have to see them. And I want to give the website. The um, website is. V La Vie de la Rose, which is L A V I E D E L A R O S E dot com. The pictures of these flowers in and of themselves, 
there's a frequency. And this photographer, I thought, I, I you know, I found myself thinking, who took these yeah, pictures? Jeffrey I mean, they're oh, they're just beautiful. And you know, so so my question still is this: I I received this little gold um, pouch with the cards, and I know that there are never accents, but I I was um, it's number three, okay, number, number fourteen and number twenty five, which. <laughs> I found fascinating. Yes. Three, because number, well, three is very symbolic, of course, in feng shui. Everything is three, three, three. Yes, yes. When you plant flowers, it's best to do groupings of threes. And then I'm a five timing cycle, you know. With, uh-huh. I know. So with the 14, I thought, okay, well, that's really five numerologically. And then 25, working with, um, you know, sexuality. And you had mentioned this earlier, the rose ring of fire. Yes. And I, th- and I thought, okay, this is not an accent. And I thought, I wonder if everyone gets these three. And then I heard, no. I don't. I don't think so. I think that what we do is we take the sets and we take, you know, these are the samples we were sending out, and um, the women just pick three and put them in a bag. So they're your three. I knew it. I knew Isn't it. Isn't that so, wonderful? Well, um, and, and, and just can will you um, be kind enough to explain? Um, you know, each bottle has, um, you know, uh, a, a, it's a dram. Oh no, wonder how. Okay, each dram bottle contains one of the thirty essences, and then. How do you recommend working with these, especially with 2012 coming, you know, the end of 2012 and all the energies with, you know, um, what's happening, you know, shall we say, with with completing this, this full cycle and working with the Mayan calendar and Maya and et cetera. So do you, how do you recommend? Oh, this is such a wonderful question. You know, um, the... 2012. The eight is December 21, 2012. My understanding is is being called is the age of Itza, Mayan language, and it means the age of peace and the age of flowers. Just by the way, and so in preparation, um, in preparation, and afterwards, I say that there's a few different ways to use them. One is to pull a card every every week. Another is to work with occasions like the new moons and the full moons and the season changes. Another is to pull them um, when you have a situation in your life and you're looking for guidance and there's very deep guidance in these cards. Very deep guidance. Um, Also, these same flower essences, they come in bigger bottles, by the way. In fact, they come in half-ounce and two-ounce bottles. And the, I hadn't originally planned the two-ounce bottles, but some of them became really popular. Like there's a flower essence called Innocence. And this, this, most flower essences on the market for forgiveness teach you to be the better person and forgive the schmuck that hurt you. We teach there's nothing to forgive. Okay, our flower essences teach us to overcome the illusion, first of all, to understand that we've attracted, created, and allowed everything in our lives, um, at least at a soul level and based uh, often karmically, and that therefore if there's anyone to forgive it all, it's yourself. And even then, when you go deeper into the spiritual reality and understand the illusory nature of the earth plane, you even transcend the notion that anything needs forgiveness. So this essence of innocence, because it seems like we are waking up to the guilt we carry from our past lives and understanding the imperative to transcend it, became so popular people were asking for two-ounce bottles. But the flower essences also come in sets um, with themes. So if people decide they then even want to work on a particular theme, like they want to work on their spiritual purpose, there's the spiritual purpose solutions, the spiritual development solutions. They work with um, self-mastery and enlightened consciousness, the spiritual 
spiritual healing solutions have to do with uh, resolving the past and transcending it once and for all. The spiritual relationship solutions bring us into that state of unconditional love with ourselves and others, moving us into unitive or oneness consciousness. There's the yoga practitioner solutions, which, by the way, I believe that I, that was nature and spirit's gift to me because since I've started taking them over the last few years, I have completely transformed my life and built it around yoga and meditation and it continues as you could hear that I'm being called to another level and I was having a hard time prior giving it the attention that I really longed for and that's that human essence for human, it is it's in that essence. set it's in that <laughs> set and there's a body soul alignment solutions which supports people dealing with illness or eating disorders or body image issues so of the 30 essence, the 30 essences are what we have on the market right now I was guided to put them into sets with themes so if people wanted to work in a particular area and something I want you Cindy to know about um, is the triangle solutions and anyone who really is when you're really ready to rock and roll these are our three most powerful essences they're made from a triangle in the garden um, angel wings the prayer solution divine flame the ascension solution and miracles the relationship solution and you mentioned the power of three you already know so that triangle those those plants on those three points that anchor the garden are the most potent flower essences we have and they are super duper charged to um, really activate us and and rev things up and of course you're you're ready for that I'm sure there are other l- l- listeners for who are ready for it nothing to fear it just it will just it's like uh, remember star trek it's like okay time for warp speed so if you feel like you want some warp speed in your life the triangle solutions are for you (laughs) oh my gosh so you know listeners you know the way blog talk radio works is this 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 show is archived the minute it is completed and you know we we just encourage you to let your friends know about this the show you've heard healing with you know on all different levels with the mind body and spirit working with the past working with the present working with the future you know letting go of guilt any kind of guilt demands punishment when we move out of guilt and move into our innocence is when the healing truly happens and you know the dolphins know this and you know we, there's just so many different ways but this is a whole new take on uh, vibrational healing and, and on page five in the December issue there's a wonderful article um, by uh, Dr. Natalia Scott on uh, new uh, accelerating spiritual growth through flower power a new way to propel into higher consciousness as the 2012-2013 portal approaches so all of this is there um, you know her her website as I mentioned before but I'm going to mention it one more time is La Vie de la Rose which is L-A-V-I-E D-E-L-A-R-O-S-E dot um, so please, several ways to support the show. You can favorite the show, which just lets um, us reach more people when they when they see that you know more people are listening to the show. It moves us closer to the front of the over I, I forget how many thousands of shows there are now on Blog Talk Radio. But this is a wonderful format. You can listen to the shows. You can send links in if you want to be added to our very sacrosanct email list. Um, all you have to do is send an email to info at spiritseeker.com. We will let you know when the magazine is uploaded each month. 
We also let you know about our radio shows um, and other events throughout, you know, the U.S. that support the mind, body, and spirit. So I just want to thank you so much for being my guest today and for these essences and the work and the love that you've been doing with these since 1986. And then here, here is this full circle. And I can just see these women, you know, these sacred women that you have attracted that have gone so deeply supporting this. And, you know, many of the herbalists work at night, you know. I mean, I mean, there, there was a gentleman that I interviewed from Germany one time who was blind and passed on the knowledge to his grandchild, and they would gather certain herbs by the light of the moon. And, and you know, I mean, and here he was blind, but he guided his grandchild to, you know. So this is sacred work that you're doing, very oh, sacred you. work. And tell me what city again, where in the U.S. are you? We're in Michigan. Oh, amazing. And Michigan is a very beautiful place for gardening. People always say Michigan. Yeah, Michigan is gorgeous. If you've ever ha- if you've ever seen spring in Michigan, it's 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 just breathtaking and uh, it's really really beautiful here. It's the perfect place for this garden, and obviously Spirit Thought uh, chose this place as the perfect place for these flower essences for accelerated spiritual growth. So Michigan, I, I want right. to thank you for I you know I'm I'm feeling the love and beauty that you and I have, you know, shared and tapped into. And um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to meet you and to have this conversation with you and share my work and our thoughts, you know, yours and mine, about oh. spiritual growth with all the people who, who listen to this. So thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. And and listeners, one last thing. Spirit Seeker Network has a Facebook page, and everything is on Cindy Meyer. And I'm, okay, so my social media people will be happy to hear me saying, please like Spirit Seeker yes. Network on Facebook. <laughs> or, or, you know, I just, you know, I'm Cindy Meyer. I'm always on my own page. And she's like, why do you think I created Spirit Seeker Network so we can connect people more? I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So, you know, that's, yeah. this is the way. This is the way. And, and you'll find, you know, Dr. Scott on Facebook. She's on LinkedIn. She's on everything, you know, just, just as those of us who, who be, know, Because I have the same social media people talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It works. So let's go viral with these these wonderful yes. essences that you have created. And, and, let's um, do and, that. You know. Let's hold that vision. Oh, my That's gosh. wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you so much. Take. And have a wonderful week, listeners, and we'll be back next week. Okay, Take. namaste. Namaste. Bye-bye.